1973, the other September 11th. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with Dennis Moynihan in our weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. On September 11, 2001, terror struck the United States. 3,000 people were killed that day. Many more died afterwards from the pollution at Ground Zero in New York and in the two long wars that followed in Afghanistan and Iraq. At the time, the Democracy Now! News Hour broadcast from the garret of an old firehouse in Manhattan's Chinatown, just blocks from the World Trade Center. On the program that morning, just as the plane struck the two towers, we were discussing the link between terrorism and September 11, 1973. That was the day the democratically elected government of Chile was violently overthrown in a U.S.-backed coup d'etat. President Salvador Allende died in La Moneda, the presidential palace, that day, as General Augusto Pinochet rose to power. Allende was elected in 1970, pledging to nationalize critical sectors of the Chilean economy, like copper mining, long controlled by foreign multinational corporations, while most Chileans were impoverished. Pinochet's brutal dictatorship lasted 17 years. Many of Allende's supporters were arrested, tortured and imprisoned. At least 3,000 were killed or disappeared. Tens of thousands were tortured. The United States government fully supported the coup and the brutal dictatorship that followed. President Nixon's national security adviser, Henry Kissinger, said to aides in a meeting on June 27, 1970, several months before the Chilean election, I don't see why we need to stand by and watch a country go communist due to the irresponsibility of its own people. Kissinger predicted correctly Chileans would elect Allende, a democratic socialist. After Allende won, Kissinger and President Richard Nixon funded and fomented discord, destabilization and chaos in Chile. Much of what's publicly known about the U.S. role in the coup comes from declassified documents pried out of the CIA and other agencies by the National Security Archives, based in Washington, D.C. On the 12th of September, 1973, Henry Kissinger called together a special interagency uh, committee known as the WASAG, the Washington Special Action Group. Um, and literally, within 24 hours of the coup, he was in discussion with uh, these interagency representatives on how to help the Pinochet regime consolidate. That's Peter Kornbluh, head of the Archives' Chile Documentation Project, speaking on Democracy Now! Even as people were being killed and their bodies dumped in the street and rounded up and put into a concentration camp at the stadium and bodies floating in the Mapocho River here in Santiago, Kissinger convened this, this, this committee. And, and we have the declassified memorandum of conversation. And, you know, actually, the officials there just started joking about, about, about the coup. But for Chileans, the coup was no joke. Ariel Dorfman, 31 years old at the time, was a cultural advisor to President Allende. He was one of the last to see Allende alive. That I was supposed to be at La Moneda that morning and dawn. I was supposed to have slept the night there because I, that was one of the ideas. You, know, you had turns where you're supposed to receive the, the, the news, whether there was a coup happening. And I switched places with one of my dear friends who, in fact, was uh, captured at La Moneda on the 11th. He was um, ex tortured and then executed. So I'm, I'm, in a sense, survivor because of him, or at least so I felt all these years. When asked about the U.S. sponsorship of the deadly coup, Dorfman was emphatic. 
Kissinger is, is a war criminal. We all know that. How do you outdo a counterinsurgency against a people who are armed with the vote, who are armed with their consciousness, who are armed with their, their desire for liberation and love for one another and solidarity? And so he understood that he had to destroy Allende because Allende, if Allende's example would have spread through Latin America, then U.S. interests would have been terribly, uh, you know, compromised. Pinochet's mass murder reached beyond Chile's borders to the heart of U.S. power. On September 21, 1976, one of Allende's former ministers, Ambassador Orlando Letelier, was assassinated in a car bombing in Washington, D.C. His assistant, 25-year-old Ronnie Moffat, was killed as well. Despite almost two decades of dictatorship, Chile survived the Pinochet era committed to democracy. While still divided, the Chilean people have sent progressive candidates to office, from former President Michelle Bachelet. She and her mother were tortured under Pinochet. Her father, an Air Force officer, was tortured to death. Chile's current president is 37-year-old Gabriel Boric. He was a leader of Chile's student protests over a decade ago and won a surprise victory over a right-wing opponent last year. President Boric is reportedly planning a side trip to Washington, D.C., while attending the United Nations General Assembly this month to visit the scene of Orlando Letelier's assassination. Terrorism is a crime, whether committed on September 11, 2001, or in Chile on September 11, 1973, and beyond. Henry Kissinger, now 100 years old, should not be hailed as an elder statesman, but should face prosecution for war crimes and crimes against humanity. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.